Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I am your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today we have a very special guest on the show. We've got Mr. Josh Graham from Roost Mortgages. Josh, how are you going today? Yeah, good thanks, Ed. How about yourself, mate? Oh, oh, fantastic. Now, Josh, thanks for coming on the show. For everybody at home, we've been uh, doing our seminar tour right around the country. We've been to Christchurch and Wellington. We've just done Queenstown last night, and Roost Mortgages were our partner for that seminar. And we had so many great questions from the audience around mortgages and what you can and can't do, what the banks are looking for. So we thought, look, let's get Josh on the show today, ask some of these questions, because if people are asking about it in the Queenstown seminar, you're probably thinking at home today. So Josh is going to join us for a couple of episodes. We're going to do five with uh, with Josh and Roost and then we'll continue with our usual programming. And the topic for today is, is it cheaper to use a floating interest rate rather than fixing in? And there was a bit of a discussion about the benefits of, of whether you should float or fix and we're going to have that today. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Josh, just to start with. Is it cheaper to go with a floating rate? Just before we do that, Ed, Ed, should we introduce Josh? Should we get Josh to tell us a little bit about um, his background and, and Roost's background? Yeah, why not? Go for it, Josh. Tell us a little bit about your background. Oh, excellent. Hey, well, thanks for that, Andrew and Ed. Uh, really uh, excited to be on the show here with you guys today. Uh, a little bit about my background. I studied accounting and finance at Otago um, after having a couple of gap years from completing high school down in Dunedin. Born and bred local of Dunedin as well. Uh, and so since completing my degree uh, about Four years ago, I've been working for these guys up here, relocated to Arrowtown and have been mortgage broken coming up three years uh, early next year. Roost background, well, they've been uh, completing and helping clients take the next big step in their life for about 11 years now. Mark bought uh, the franchise uh, or one of the franchisees back then uh, and it was probably just pre the GFC, um, so you can imagine how that went down. Great timing. Uh, yeah. And so back then there was about 26 franchisees uh, of Roost uh, or franchises throughout the country. Uh, now there is only one. Uh, we hold all of the rights uh, and for the last sort of probably two years have been operating independently uh, under the Roost umbrella as the only Roost left in the country. So uh, quite exciting times. Last chicken left to Roost. Fantastic. And so jumping on to the, the, the floating topic today, is it cheaper to use a floating rate? No, actually it's it's not. Uh, it's it's weird uh, in New Zealand how the banks actually make their floating rates artificially higher and uh, generally you see, well at the moment, uh, discounted specials with the banks are probably somewhere in the in the mid to high threes depending on your fixed term, maybe you know sort of looking at one, two, three year space. Uh, whereas your, your sort of best discounted floating rate might be somewhere in that mid four region, depending on your bank. Uh, some of the banks are still in the in the high fours, even low fives, not offering great discounts since uh, the recent OCR cut in August. Uh, so generally, we find that it's it's not cheaper. Um, you do get a couple of benefits, obviously, by floating your mortgage, which is uh, you can pay it off uh, in irregular and in- inconsistent intervals, uh, lump sums here and there. Uh, there are different facilities with each bank whereby sometimes you can actually redraw from these floating loans uh, and so that is obviously generally why you tend to pay a little bit more with those types of loans. 
And do, do we want to? I was just thinking about um, one thing in in New Zealand, or one thing when I was a broker that I always get asked is how come the banks um, might not adjust their interest rates um, as frequently as as the Reserve Bank changes the official cash rate. So the official cash rate goes down twenty five points. Banks tend to trickle down some of that um, loss uh, that that saving to a client, but not not at a great deal. And so one thing to remember is the official cash rate mostly affects the floating interest rate. So changes to the OCR up or down are are most likely to have an effect on the floating rate. So if you want that certainty, you go for a fixed rate, and most of those are are more regularly determined by what's happening offshore and and, and also um, some of the long-term things like how much um, capital a bank has to have on, on hold. Uh, anything to add there? Well, I've just got a question as well. What sort of clients would typically tend to go for a, float, a floating rate uh, rather than fixing in for for a, a year, two or three years? Yeah, great question, Ed. And so generally if we uh, think about probably an investor client which would be suitable for uh, the podcast that we're looking at today, most uh, clients uh, that are property investors are probably going to have a fixed term and it's probably going to be an interest-only loan. The one thing that they may look at doing, they might split a small proportion of their lending off and have that on a uh, floating rate or, or a revolving credit loan most probably. Uh, and this would be to allow them to obviously receive their rent into that account, uh, pay all of their costs out of the, their account for that. And if you find that you've got a positively geared uh, investment property there where you've got a little bit of extra each month or some surplus uh, from your uh, income, bless your outgoings, uh, if you have a wee revolving credit facility with that surplus just ticking away there, you're saving yourself some interest by letting it build up in there and, and slowly tinker down so that's probably the only scenario that we would see uh, quite regularly with for an investor client uh, if you're an owner occupier or you've got your own personal debts yep there may be a reason to have some more significant amounts on floating um, to allow for quicker pay down or maybe if you're a, a commission-based earner and, and you receive a regular uh, income at different times at different levels and it's more suitable for you to, to pay off when you've got the money available uh, is something else that we do see i think um also just just one thing to to sort of flow on from that is i think investment generally is about certainty and so most investors want to know what their contribution is going to be on a regular basis and not have major fluctuations in that and so that's probably why the bulk of investors will go for a fixed interest rate um with the exception of 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 what we're saying about having some of it on floating one thing that um so on the drive over here literally just now i was talking to one of my clients um he doesn't have a personal mortgage so he's he's a first time home purchaser and he's purchasing for an investment which is quite common nowadays um, he has got a significant deposit so he's put in his 20% deposit but he's got about 150 over and above uh, his deposit that's required for the bank so what he's probably going to do in that instance is he's going to fix the majority of his loan for one year fixed the balance oh sorry 150 he's going to put on a what's called an offset mortgage which I'll get Josh to explain and so what that means is the the 150 that he's got in savings will offset the the interest on the on the um on the floating component of that mortgage so his interest rate actually on that is zero percent so he'll have some massive interest savings over the next wee while Josh do you just want to talk about um offset mortgages and who offers them and who doesn't 
Yeah, good as gold there, Andrew. So uh, an offset loan is obviously quite similar to a revolving credit facility. The key difference here is, is a revolving credit facility is, is one loan account and it, and it looks like uh, a big overdraft basically secured against your house. An offset loan is, is, a, is a loan account linked to uh, one or multiple number of savings or transactional accounts and effectively does the same thing. The loan amount, less whatever you've got sitting in the bank uh, and given your scenario there, Andrew, is obviously zero. Uh, is, is what you pay interest on. So the banks that offer these facilities tend to be uh, in New Zealand only Westpac and BNZ and you do have to be quite careful when setting up an offset account because uh, whilst uh, in Andrew's example uh, your effective interest rate is zero, that's only if it's an interest only facility. If you have a P&I offset loan you could have that fully offset and still be making your full repayment there on that so uh, definitely pays to have a chat with an expert when looking at setting up one of those facilities. And just when we're um, talking about making extra lump payments into investment mortgages, I know we've covered this before and we'll probably cover it again, um, the pros and cons of paying down um, debt on an investment property. But just one thing to remember is your extra payments that you make on your mortgage, unless there's a redraw facility or it is a revolving credit, you aren't likely to get that money back from the bank without having to reapply and or sell the property. So so just bear that in mind, um, your, your, your property is not one of your liquid assets, so your investment property, you have to sell or borrow against it to get that equity back out. So just be conscious of this, if you are making extra payments, then you might not necessarily get it back from the bank if you ask for it. So a lot of details uh, uh, that you can be, we can potentially keep talking about, but to answer the question, is it cheaper to or cheaper? That's right, that was to, the question. That was the question. I just had to check. Uh, is it cheaper to use a floating interest rate? Uh, typically not. Generally not in New Zealand. It's not the case. Uh, now, of course, we do have one more seminar coming up uh, in our tour around the country. That's in Auckland. We've got uh, both a first home buyers and an investment property seminar coming up there. So if you are interested in that, go. To opespartners.co.nz that's O-P-E-S partners.co.nz and of course please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast until next time Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast I'm your host Ed McKnight and I'm Andrew Nichol and we're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily insights, strategies and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market until next time